Shall we just turn our Bibles, if you have your Bibles with you, to Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. I can read it for you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6. Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men. Verse 8, Philippians 2. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now we read a scripture portion where Paul is writing and he is telling that Jesus was God, he is God, and he did not consider that position as a position of authority, but he made himself with no reputation. He took the form of ordinary men and women like us. He came down to this world and he humbled himself in such a way that he humbled himself even to death and even to the death at the cross. And now since that happened, God highly exalted Lord Jesus Christ and made his name above all names. You know, this evening I want to ask a question to you. How many of you believe in the name of Jesus? How many of us believe in the name of Jesus? Can I see your hands? We all believe in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God raised him from the dead and he exalted his name above all the names. You know, scripture says Jesus is God, the very portion that we read, who being in the form of God. You know, Jesus is not just an ordinary man. We, we all know Jesus is 100% age. When he was living on this earth, he was 100% age man and he is 100% age fully God. He's not just an ordinary man. You know, that's the reason wherever he went, we see miracles happening. He is not just an ordinary man. You know, ordinary man, man cannot do anything by himself. But Jesus can do something. And Jesus can enable someone to do the same thing that Jesus did. And scripture says even he can do greater things. You know, some, some, some group of people, they believe that Jesus is just a prophet. And word of God says, Jesus is not just a prophet. He is more than a prophet. He is God himself. You know, today this world has you know, hesitation to believe that Jesus is God. Jesus is one among the triune God. Now, if you all remember our scriptures, God the Father, Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The triune God. So Jesus Christ is one among the Trinity, the triune God, Godhead. 
Jesus was not also just a righteous man. You know, on the other day I was talking to someone who was, who was not a Christian. And he could appreciate the teachings of Jesus. And he was telling me, Jesus, I like the teachings of Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you take those teachings of Lord Jesus and apply those teachings in a family setup, the family will flourish. Children will, children will walk in, in, with integrity. And you know, everything will happen very well because I believe Jesus is a good teacher. His teachings are you know, very useful and very powerful. And I was right there to tell him that Jesus is not just a teacher. He is God. You know, today, some reason, for, for some reason, the world has a hesitation to believe that Jesus is God. But here, Paul is correctly saying, Jesus is God himself. In fact, in John chapter 10, verse 30, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. You know, even though they are triune God, if God the Father, Son, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, they are not three different gods. They are one God. They manifest themselves in three different ways. God the Father spoke to Moses in the wilderness. Son Jesus came down to this earth in the form of flesh. And he died at the cross for our salvation. And Spirit of God was poured on all upon the believers once Jesus was taken into the heaven. We are talking about Jesus being God himself. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Can you imagine? In Jesus dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So we can very well say that Jesus is the bodily form of God. When Jesus walked on the streets of Galilee, it was not just an ordinary man. God himself walking on the streets of Galilee. When Jesus was walking on the water, it was not just an ordinary man could do. Jesus, God himself walking on the waters. You know, we serve a God who is alive today. You know, many times we forget the fact that Jesus is God. He died and he rose from the dead. And this evening, I just want you to know, all of us to know that Jesus is God himself. Then Paul goes on saying, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Simply, Jesus did not take advantage of his position. You know, Jesus was with God. Even when God, the whole earth was created, the whole universe was created, Jesus was with God. That's the reason God looked at Jesus and said, shall we create man in our own image? In our own image. Jesus did not use that position, his authority, you know, to take advantage for himself. That's what scripture says. He was willing to come down to this earth. God the Father spoke to Lord Jesus one day. And he called him and said, my son, it is time that you need to go down to this earth. I have planned it even in the beginning of the creation. That my son will go down to this earth and die at the cruel cross for the sake of my creation. Jesus did not hesitate. You know, this evening I'm here to tell you, Jesus did not hesitate to come down to this earth. Just only because... He loves you. He loves you. You know, the love of God is unique. The love of God is very custom made for you. The way you need God's love, it may be different from somebody else. The way she or he needs the love of God. 
In whatever fashion you need the love of God. You know, some of us are not having the privilege to be loved by our family members. Some of us are not having the privilege to be loved by our spouses. Maybe our children are not with us anymore. We are just all alone. But this evening, the fact is that Jesus' love is unique. Is unique. And he loves us such a way that, you know, that perfect love satisfies you and me. Jesus did not consider this position as an advantage for himself. You know, even though he was God, he is God. Jesus never raised him above father. Even though they are equal. They are members of the triune Godhead. Jesus never lifted him up above God the father. Every time he was there to cry out when he was in flesh. He was there to cry out to father. My father, my father. Let your will be done on this earth. Not my desire. Let your desire be done. Jesus never took advantage of his position. Jesus always works along with the Father and the Holy Spirit. You know, the moment we try to take any one of them out of the triune Godhead, we fail. We fail. We want to put them together. We want to keep them together. That's how we need to understand our Godhead. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They all have different responsibilities. You know, that's, that's, the, that, that's, the, that's the power of unity. They rule the whole universe. And they are going to rule over the eternity. And this evening we are talking about Lord Jesus Christ. Even though he was God, he did not take advantage of his position. You know, think about Lord Jesus Christ when he was walking on the face of this earth. He never misused this power. If God would have given that power to me today, probably I would have already misused that power. Jesus never misused that power. Every time he made sure that he glorifies God. You know, today many ministers of God fail here. They because the glory that need to be given to God, they try to take the glory on themselves. Jesus never did. It's a good teaching here. Jesus never did that. Some point of time, Jesus said, I could have called my father and he would have sent angels from heaven and destroyed everybody. But I don't do it. I don't do it. I came to this world because I love people. I love people because they are created in my own image. Jesus never misused his power. Then Paul goes on, he he writes, he says, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. Jesus took the form of a born servant. Can you imagine? You know, it's a mystery. God Almighty, God himself, took the form of an ordinary man. And in fact, scripture says he took the form of a born servant. Do you know who is a born servant? Someone who has agreed to serve the master, probably lifelong. Someone who was bought with a price and made to serve that master all along his life, throughout his life. He's a bond servant. Scripture says Jesus came down to this world as a bond servant. You know, you can imagine if you think about his birth. Jesus was born. When he was born, Scripture says he was just wrapped up with cloths. You know, he did not have the privilege of, you know, some of those uh, comfy stuff that we use for our children. 
Not during the pregnancy, before the children are born, we are ready with those stuff. No one prepared those things for Lord Jesus Christ. He was just covered with just an ordinary cloth. And he was laid down in the manger. Or just an ordinary form of a human being. He lived through on this earth as an ordinary man. Matthew 8 verse 20 scripture says, Someone came to Lord Jesus and said, Lord Jesus, I want to follow you no matter what it takes. And Lord looked at him and this is what Jesus said to him. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus had no place to lay his head. The three and a half years that he ministered to people, I don't think he had a place to sleep. Most of the time, in the, in the dark of the night, he went to the mountain and he was speaking to his father in heaven. Most of the time, he was spending his day and night in prayer. Most of the nights, daytime, he was just moving around and ministering to people. Isaiah says, 50, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3, and when we see Jesus, there is no beauty that we should desire him. There is no beauty. You know, today we see a beautiful picture of Lord Jesus Christ. But that's what, that was not he. His face was marred because of our sins. There was no beauty in him. Verse 3, Isaiah 53 says, he is despised and rejected by men. No one could accept. Think of a moment when you walk into the house. Someone comes out of the house and tells you, please, can you get out of this house? This is my house. I don't want you here. Rejection. Rejection. You know, some of us living on this earth, rejected by people today. Nobody likes you. No one wants you because, you know, you know people are done with you. You don't, you, you, know, you, don't, you don't really benefit to somebody today. That's the reason people are rejecting you, neglecting you. Do not worry. Jesus walked in the same path. When we are young, when we are charmful, when we are beautiful and handsome, everybody wants us. As we come up in our age, as we become older and older, we get a feeling within us, probably no one likes me anymore. I keep hearing people telling, I don't want to live on this earth because I have become a burden for my family. It is good that I may not live, continue to live. Jesus went through the same path. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers. Is, in, in, is silent. So he opened not his mouth. There is no wonder why Paul says, Paul writes, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of bond servant. And he goes on and says, saying, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. I want to talk a little bit about this appearance of man. 
You know, he did not want to become somebody who is different than us. You know, today that is an encouraging word to me. You know, most of the time I say this, even though it's not really correct. If you want to see Lord Jesus, go and stand in front of the mirror. I'm not talking about man God, because scripture says God created us in his own image. How we look like, he looked like us. You know, he did not take a different shape. You know, today, you know, people want to get attracted by everybody in their appearance. And they try to appear in, you know, very fascinating ways so that they get attracted by people. He did not want to do it. He just wanted to be like you and me. Just an ordinary people. Rejected by everybody. Not accepted in our families. Not, not encouraged by people around in the society. He just appeared as a man. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, it without sin. You know, the, the pain that you are talking about, the pain that you are going through in your body, the pain that you are going through in your heart, Jesus went through that pain because he was tested in many different ways and yet found us sin free. We are talking about Lord Jesus Christ who came down from heaven in the form of a man. And scripture says he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death and even the death of the cross. As I said, he surrendered completely to the will of the Father. In John chapter 4, verse 34, Jesus said, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Can you imagine? Jesus said, My food. Food is something which is very precious for us. Right? We can never survive without food. Some of us want our favorite dish, otherwise, nothing goes inside. Right? We are very specific about that. When we want to go to a restaurant, that's what we want to order. Without that, our meal is not complete. When we sit in the table, dining table, and we expect food, we want that particular thing to come. Otherwise, you know, when, I, when I say this, some of you are just already there. We want that. You know, food is very precious, very, very important for all of us. But this is what Jesus says. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to do his work. Now think about how Jesus surrendered himself to the will of the Father. He humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even to the death at the cross. It was, you know, very necessary for Jesus to die. Now, I don't know whether you have, you know, you have a question about that. Why Jesus died at the cross? It was very important that Jesus had to die at the cross. Because the penalty for our sins need to be paid at the cross. And I cannot die. You cannot die. No human being can die because our blood is sinful blood. As scripture says, my mother conceived me in sin. The moment we are born in this world, we inherit this sin from our parents. We are all sinful. We need a blood that is pure, that is sin-free to forgive us, to cleanse us. That's the reason Jesus had to die because his blood is the pure blood. When God showed him the kind of death that Jesus is going to encounter. This is what Jesus said to, Je just, just said to God, God the Father. 
He took him to the garden of Gethsemane. And he gave a cup in his hand. And Jesus looked into this cup. And this is the cup that Jesus is about to drink. The pain and the agony and the sorrow and the moment of difficulty and the frustration and the pain and the disappointment, discouragement. Everything that we can number today that we were going through on this earth. They were all there in that cup. That cup was given to the hands of Jesus. And that was asked to be drank by Lord God. And Jesus looked at the Father. And he said, Lord God, the Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Because the pain, the cruel death, the excruciating pain that Jesus was about to encounter at the cross was seen in that cup. And he couldn't handle it. And he cried out to Father God, Lord, if it is your will, please take this cup away from me. He cried out as a human. Now he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You know, because, only because Jesus allowed himself to do the will of God on that day, today, the precious salvation belongs to us. You know, otherwise we will live in our sins. Our eternity will be in hell. Just because of the precious work that Jesus did at the cross, you and I are escaped, can escape from hell and we can go to heaven. You know, this is the truth. This is the gospel. The most cruel death was encountered by Lord God, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, crucifixion was the most cruel death penalty that was given to the thieves and the robbers on those days. Think about the torture that took place before crucifixion. As Jesus was carrying the cross, he was whipped back at the backside many times. There was a crown of thorn which was you know, cast down on his head forcefully. Jesus took everything on himself as he was moving toward the Mount Golgotha. And there he was crucified. You know, it was a old custom that when the thieves were crucified, their bones will be broken so that they will not be able to take breath. But Jesus' bones were not broken because, the pro because of the prophecy which was spoken ahead of years, many years ago, ago. And Jesus had to suffer at the cross so many hours. And that suffering is just only because of you and me. The sickness that we go through in our body, the pain that we go through in our body, the confusion that with which we are living on this earth, the struggles that we face every day on this earth in our lives. Jesus took care of everything at the cross and today if we believe and there is deliverance, that's what scripture says. And I'm here believing that scripture as Lord God says, there is deliverance if you believe the death and the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become cursed for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Anyone who is hung on the tree, people stay there and stare at him and they scream the word saying that you be cursed. You are cursed. And they did to Lord Jesus too. He became a curse for you and for me. And that's the precious gospel we are talking about this evening. He gave everything. Just only because he loves you. 
Finally, he was buried. He died and he was buried. And scripture says on the third day, Jesus rose victoriously. Jesus rose victoriously. You know, that's the reason Paul, he, he says, God exalted him and lifted his name above all names. His name was exalted above all names. Now God raised Jesus victoriously. You know, that's the reason Paul is shouting. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, 55, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? You know, today Jesus is a victorious God. The only way to believe in the victory of Lord Jesus Christ is to believe in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he lifted his name above all names. You know, today in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, demons tremble. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, sickness leave if we believe. If we believe. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, you know, all our family issues will be settled. Because God the Father has lifted the name of Jesus above all names. In Matthew chapter 28, that's the reason Jesus spoke to his disciples. Matthew 28 verses 18 to, to, to 20. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said, and Jesus came and spoke to them. This happened after the resurrection. He appeared to the disciples and he spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. God has given him all authority. And he said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus could say these scriptures, these words to his disciples only because God the Father lifted his name above all names. You know, today you and I serve a name that is above all names. Two things this evening I just want to focus before we you know, get into a time of prayer. At the cross, the work that Jesus did is so precious. Through that precious work that Jesus performed at the cross, we receive our redemption. We receive our salvation. And our sins are forgiven when we believe the precious work that Jesus performed at the cross. Our sins need to be forgiven for us to go to heaven. You know, today we are living in a world where none of us, our lives is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. But the moment we die, we leave this world. We need to open our eyes. At the feet of God, we need this Jesus. You know, I have seen both kind of deaths. I have seen people in their deathbed crying and screaming and giving their last breath. They scream saying that I see darkness everywhere. I see devils around me. I see demons around me. Because there were many times scripture was spoken into your lives and you never accepted the gospel. And you just went on your ways. And you never turned back to Lord Jesus Christ. In your deathbed, you deserve to call the demons. Because demons only will come if your life is not given to Lord Jesus Christ. When I have seen the death of saints of God. Those who accepted Lord Jesus Christ, they die peacefully, joyfully. They look at heaven and they say, I see angels. I see angels, children of God. It is a reality. The life that we are living on this earth is a real life. There are two choices. Either to surrender our lives before the cross and tell Lord, I know that you have come down 
from heavens to this earth just only because you loved me. This evening, I want to be touched by that love. Shall we close our eyes? When every eye is closed, when every eye is closed, this evening I would extend that opportunity to you. Because the love that Jesus has on you, it is amazing. There are times you call his name. There are times you pray to him. You run, ran to the prayer meetings. You ask people to pray for you. And then God was with you. God delivered you from that sickness. God delivered you from that situation that you were in. Just only because of his love. And this evening, what Jesus did at the cross is so precious. We want our, our sins to be washed by his blood. And this evening, I just want to give an opportunity to you. If any of you say, I never got an opportunity to receive this Lord Jesus Christ into my life. Friends, now is the time. Now is the time. There may or may not be another opportunity given to us. If you believe at the work of Lord Jesus Christ at the cross, and if you know that your life is sinful, there are sins in your life that others do not know. And this evening, God is asking you to give your life to Him. Some of us walked away from God. And this evening, God is calling you to recommit your life. If any of you say that I want to commit my life to Jesus, can you just raise your right hand and put your hand down when every eye is closed? Only I see the, your hand. If you want to recommit your life to Jesus, or if you say that I want Jesus to wash my sins, just raise your hand and please put your hand down. I see. Please put your hand down. Please put your hand down. I just do this just so that I know I can pray for you. I just do this so that you have faith right now. The moment you raise your hands, you know for sure Lord God has seen your hands. Just three of you. Anyone else? Please put your hand down. Please put your hand down if you want to just recommit your life to Jesus. This is a precious opportunity. His presence is here this evening in the midst of us. I'm just going to pray for you, those who raise your hands. Shall we all just pray this evening? If any of you are maybe committing your life to Jesus for the first time, I do not know your, your past. Probably I would ask you to repeat this prayer after me as all of us repeat for the benefit of others. This evening, we are just going to pray this prayer. Let this not be just the word of our mouth. Let it come from the bottom part of our hearts this evening. You know, He is precious. You need Him. You need Him. Without Jesus, your life is going to be difficult on this earth. Every moment, every minute, we need Him. And He is right here this evening to love you, to put His hands around you and hug you and tell you, my son, my daughter, I love you. I love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall we just say this prayer? Hallelujah. Precious Heavenly Father, 
just want all of you to repeat this for the benefit of others. Precious Heavenly Father, this evening I come believing that you are Son of God. I believe you came down from heaven to earth just because you love me and you gave your life at the cross and you shed your precious blood at the cross and this evening I believe that your blood can cleanse me from all my sins Lord cleanse my sins forgive my sins I walked away from you Lord take care of me accept me Lord from this day I want to be your child I want the joy in my heart I want the peace in my heart I want the joy and peace in my family Lord God come into my heart Lord I belong to you and you belong to me Lord God until my death or until you come back to this world protect me as your child in Jesus name Amen and this evening God is looking into what you said listening to what you said children of God it is a joy to give our lives to Jesus to surrender everything to Lord God